0: This is your favorite podcaster Romina and you just tuned in to RM Podcast FL. Hello my beautiful people and welcome back to RM Podcast FL. This is your favorite podcaster Romina. So not only we have a brand new episode launching today, just like every Tuesday, but I think you guys should definitely go ahead and jump in to The Constructivist Podcast. It's C-O-N-S-T-R-U-C-T-I-V-I-S-T. And there you can listen to my latest and the newest uh, interview, where Michael goes ahead and interviews me. And I'll play just a short part of it for you guys. And I'll also go ahead and tag the link below. But listen to a short part of the interview, you guys. And this is definitely a must not miss. You have a room full of people in front of you. You could give them one piece of advice that you know, as soon as they walk out of the room, they're going to implement it for the rest of their life. What would that advice be? That's a very good question. Um, try to do better than what you did yesterday, mm. because if you try to just improve your your life with just small steps, I always say like you're going to go to the top of the mountain with small, safe steps. So as long as you try to outdo yourself, then you're on good path. Because a lot of people lose focus and they try to compare each other with others. And that just, instead of motivating them, sometimes it demotivates them. So I would just say focus on doing, like improving yourself and doing better than what you did yesterday. That would be my thing because my goals are not the same as yours, as somebody else's. But if, as long as you just do a little better every day, then you're going to go a long way. And that is exactly what we talk about every week, you guys, learning something new, going a long way, trying something different. So that interview is definitely a must not miss. I highly, super advise you guys to go ahead and listen to it. But as well as we do have a brand new episode today for us too. Um, Today's episode is actually going to be with the CEO of Virtual Kathy. Before I do jump into the interview, though, I do want to let you guys know that we are still running the monthly gift bags, so go ahead and give us the five-star review. Go ahead and write a short comment, attach your Twitter or your Instagram username, so this way we can select the winner, and also go ahead and subscribe and tell your neighbors and your friends, everybody, about this podcast. Do not forget to follow us on social media platforms, and as always, on www.rmpodcastfl.com. But back to today's guest. Um, Today's guest is Miss Kathy. She will walk us through her journey as a teen mom, her struggles that she went through, and as well as walk us through her determination to find a best option to provide financial stability for her family and also spend time with her adorable kids. She's very passionate about her kids, you guys. She loves them, and you can definitely see through this interview. But here's a favor. I know I'm asking you guys too many favors, but but just hear me out, okay? If you're running a business and if you need help to even set up appointments, to answer emails, to schedule something, to make calls, anything that really a secretary or an assistant would do on-site for you guys, But if you don't have that office just yet, or if you don't have the space or the time to even interview a secretary or an assistant, I want you guys to do me a favor. I want you guys to go to virtualkathy.com and go ahead and contact Kathy herself. She has businesses on over 11 states so far, you guys. She's all over. She's amazing. If you guys want to know her a little bit more and actually need a virtual assistant, you should definitely go to virtualkathy.com. And then just let her know, Romina send you from RM Podcast FL, and let's just dive into today's interview, guys. I hope you enjoy it. So, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in and investing your time to RM Podcast FL. Today's guest, we have Kathy Belagwan. Did I say that right?
1: Yeah, you did.
0: <laughs> yes, five points. I yeah. was challenged to say the last name correctly. How are you doing today, Kathy?
1: I'm doing great. How
0: about you? I am good. Thank you so much for asking. And thank you for being a part of our podcast, FL.
1: We, I appreciate uh, being here. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. I got to talk to you um, a couple of weeks ago, actually, over the phone. And I'm really excited about this because I feel like we're going to touch, touch some amazing topics. Awesome. Before we do get started, I would love for you to introduce yourself a little bit more to the audience. So if you want to tell us about young to today, give us a little summary of your life.
1: Oh gosh, summer of my life. Okay. (laughs) Um, My name is Kathy Belarjan. I am owner and founder of Virtual Kathy. It's a virtual assisting company and we provide administrative support to uh, businesses uh, across the country. And I am currently located in Vancouver, Washington, just across the bridge from Portland, Oregon, uh, for those who are familiar with Portland and not so much Vancouver. And uh, gosh, so a little snippet of my life. I um, I basically grew up in the Pacific Northwest, love it here. Uh, I had uh, just thought I was going to be in uh, health, the healthcare field forever, and I wanted to become a nurse. And uh, I found myself um, going through a nursing program and realized that was just not my jam. So I switched gears into um, the healthcare administrative side of business and uh, I, I really thought I was just gonna be a worker. I was gonna find a company that I could work for forever and uh, just kind of fell in love with entrepreneurship and um, that's, that, that's the short side of my professional life. Personally, I, um, I was a, a teen mom and was able to uh, still go to college and raise an amazing kid and another one and uh, got, get married. And uh, it was a defining moment of my life where it really prompted me to make something of myself. And that kind of a, that hardship in my life really, that didn't define me and just kind of really propelled me to make the most out of it and uh, loving life currently.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Um, I have a question, though, because you did mention you are a teen mom, and there are a lot of teen moms out there, but I feel like as much as we can try to understand them, we cannot really fully understand them. What would you say is the the biggest struggle being a teen mom?
1: Well, I think when uh i know that the the teen moms that were that i was surrounded with uh the biggest struggle for them was finishing school uh that was not really my struggle i really loved school school came naturally easy to me um so that wasn't really an issue it was maybe the stigma that came with it where uh you know as a teen mom will you amount to anything will people put you in a box right um, Will people think negatively of you? And, you know, when you're kind of at that 20, 25 range, you find that at that point, nobody really cares. People care about what you give and what you put out into the world and your work and your work ethic. And there's many more things that are important um, than being a teen mom. So it's not like you carry that with you the entirety of your life which is why it's so important that that doesn't define you um, yeah. I like
0: I like how you say whenever you're in your 20s and you're 25 it's re- not really something that defines you because I feel yeah. like that's also the stage that you kind of more um, created your character and really kind of know yourself a little bit more mm-hmm. so it's really just something in your life but that doesn't that's not your life definition right Oh my goodness. Uh, what, so tell us a little bit. You worked for a firm, what we talked before, and then you slowly transitioning to open your own business. Can you tell us a little bit through the life path of yours and what was your biggest motivation to open your own business?
1: Uh, let's see here. So I worked uh, in healthcare for a while, um, moved up into executive management, and then I worked for a time uh, in business management consulting and there i worked with a, a slew of different businesses and different organizations and it was um it was then where you know here i am teaching startups all the way to establish businesses that are bringing in millions of dollars in revenue each year uh where i was able to see the pitfalls of uh, you know a very a fledgling business and so um one thing that I did notice when working in consulting, you have this kind of um, big picture view, right? Um, Mm -hmm. But I also noticed that the owners of those businesses that I was working with had a very difficult time seeing that big big picture, being able to envision that big picture because they were so entangled with the admin work and all of the day-to-day stuff that they needed to do. Though important, it really didn't help um, kind of grow their business or develop their business or um, steer it in a path where they wanted. They were just swamped, right? And so uh, it was a couple years thinking in the back of my mind, like, okay, well, they'd really benefit from a virtual assistant if they didn't already have an admin person in their business that can help. Uh, they can delegate that information, that that those tasks to, and. kind of offload their plate a little bit. So I decided to take a leap and start my business um, June of last year. And uh, it's been wonderful uh, taking the information that I've learned and the um, knowledge that I've learned uh, in my consulting to be able to create uh, a support system for these businesses.
0: So how important would you say uh, is getting experience actually in the real world before building your own business? Because I feel like nowadays people think it's cool to have your own business and that everybody wants to be an entrepreneur, but I feel like they don't even know the basics of taxes or the basics of budgeting, you know, if they do it, that's amazing. But like, how helpful did you find getting that experience prior?
1: if I didn't have that experience prior, I would never start my own business because it is grueling. And I can't even imagine, I've, I mean, I've seen it time and time again, these business owners are doing the best that they can with the information that they have. And you always hear this phrase, you don't know what you don't know, right? Well, that can get you into some pretty big trouble running a business, not knowing some of those basic foundations on how to run it. And uh, then they, kind of get to that point where either they falter, you know, they lose their uh mission, they uh struggle, and uh, it just ends up becoming something that just completely engulfs them. And then that's the whole like entrepreneurial burnout, all of this stuff. And I think you what you had mentioned, you know, it's it's kind of like a trend now to to be an entrepreneur. Like it's it's the cool thing to do. Um, whereas I think there's a bit of a disconnect, and I mean, Gary Vanderchuk talks about this all the time, where uh, people go into business thinking they're going to be making these multi-million dollar businesses, and it's just not realistic, and so uh, people don't realize the real work that it takes, and the education, not even college education, but just education, in general, um, that it takes in order to be s- successful to even have a, a five hundred thousand dollar a year successful business, you know, let alone a two hundred million dollar business. So, um,
0: but I I feel like sometimes though, um, it's like if Romina's mindset it's that for Romina is worth twenty dollars an hour. I'm gonna push my business to make me twenty times forty times fifty two profit, right? But if Romina's mindset changes, and I think my mindset is worth $500 an hour, right. it will be 500 times 40 times 52, if that makes sense, technically considering it's a full-time job. But I feel mm-hmm. like people get in the business without having a mindset and knowing how much you're worth.
1: Absolutely. Um, both ways, right? So you see these businesses that um, they don't charge enough, and then you know they are inundated with all these clients that don't value them for what they really are. And the business struggles it because of it, because they're not making enough money to cover overhead costs or payroll or what have you. And, uh, this, the saying is said the other way where, you know, do you have the, uh, experience to back up what you want to charge Um, I love the quote, I don't know where it comes from, but they talk about, um, you see it all all over social media where um, you're not paying me $20 for the 30 minutes that it took me to do the work. You're paying me $200 for the 10 years of experience that I have, which is a really good way to see that value, even though there will always be people that don't see it that way and that's okay they're just not your you know your, your ideal client
0: that's so true though and but i feel like the more you know your worth then yeah. you you know like you get to choose who you want as a client or not right. because i remember um attending this financial um seminar one time actually and they were talking about whenever a financial advisor charges fees they said, it's always the person with the lowest investment that complains about the fees. With the mm-hmm. guy with the big money, they, they're they looking at the bigger picture of how much more you can bring me to the table and they don't really care about those fees because they're like, the percentage is so low compared to the big investment. And the percentage may be the same for the big number or the small number, but they look at the small one more.
1: Because mm-hmm. they, it's their mindset, I feel like. It's true, yeah. So usually they have like that money mindset. It's, um, what is that? The poverty mindset rather than the abundance mindset mindset. It is a, a real thing for sure. And you will find that the majority of difficult clients people tend to deal with are the ones that don't pay as much.
0: That is very true. Um, what, uh, what advice would you say to new, uh, to new business owners out there? Like what, what should they be more cautious towards when they first launch their business from mm-hmm. your personal experience?
1: Well, you know, maybe not necessarily cautious towards. I'd say um, the one thing that will get you either the connections that you're wanting, um, the people that can give you the information that you're needing, um, and the support system that can help you grow your business is going to be through any kind of in-person networking that you do. So, you know, there's so many people that will create, especially like an online business where they don't necessarily have to go to networking events because everything is digital or online and, you know, they, they create the website, they get the email domain and then they're just kind of waiting for people to just roll in. Unfortunately, it generally doesn't work that way. It would be nice. (laughs) I know, right? We'd all be, we'd all be uh, wealthy and glorious, but uh, getting in front of people face-to-face in person and creating those personal relationships will increase the, the efforts in your business exponentially. And then you will find either referral sources for your business, people that have been there and done that, that can give you tips and tricks. That is the thing that i would stress the most for anybody who wants to start a business if you're afraid to be in front of people and talk about your business you will need to get over that as fast as you possibly can in order to grow your visibility
0: and that's so true then and you touched a very good point just like getting in touch with people that have businesses and just have a talk with them and i kind of made fun of this on the episode that i launched a couple weeks ago because uh, we had a marketing specialist for over 25 years. And I said, guys, like I'm passionate about sales and marketing. And he just sat down with me for an hour. We had the podcast and then we just talked even more. And I said, people will talk to you. Like I'm literally having consultings yes. with them and no cost. Like if you build, going back to Gary V, right? Build your branding, build your mark. And then you know where you want to go. Like ask. People are so willing to help. I." It, it's, it's kind of sad how people like don't reach out. Like it's literally yeah. like a phone call away or an email yeah. away. Like people will help.
1: Yes. You just have to ask for it and, and not be afraid to. Nobody's going to think any less of you. If anything, people will think like, wow, you're asking for help. You're asking for leads. You're you know, you're asking for these certain things being very specific and they will um, actually be on the other side where they're, you know, they're impressed with, uh, the thought that you had the, you know, you have the forethought to ask for certain things. But
0: also if you don't ask the, I feel like uh, if you don't ask the answer is always no. Uh, Absolutely. There's that. So, (laughs) so virtual Kathy is the name of your business. Yes. And it turned one year old on June. Mm -hmm. And currently you also have employees.
1: I do. Yes.
0: So can you walk us a little bit through just you operating the business and having employees and how do you have to change your mindset or your business once you hire employees? Is there a
1: change in there? Can you walk us through a little bit? Mm, That is a really good, that's that is an awesome topic to talk about because (laughs) I think a lot of people will go into businesses um, where they're good at something you know, really good at something, a craft, a trade, and then they leave that business to go start their own and they have to go through that evolution, right? From employee to employer. Um, I, well, first off, created my business knowing that I um, was only going to be doing some larger end uh, project management and um, just kind of higher level admin. What I really wanted to offer, uh, not only was uh, the support for business owners, and uh, busy professionals, but also to uh, people that wanted the ability to work from home and actually make an income, right? So I built my business knowing that I wasn't going to be doing the majority of the work, that I was going to have employees that would do the majority of the work, and I would help manage that and bring in more clients for them to work. Um, and there is a huge difference between, you know, if you're doing sales for a company that's hired you, you have a little bit less, um, it's not as personal, right? So it's not, when you hear no, it doesn't affect you as much as if you're hearing no as, as the, uh, the owner, right? And you get a little bit more scared to put your information out there, to put your content out there on social media, to be real. And you just always d- overthinking everything. Well, at least I do. <laughs> and just kind of double checking. And, and especially when you bring on employees, you have this additional responsibility now. It's not just uh, finding a way for me to make money, but finding a way to be able to provide to these employees that uh, you know love and treasure. Uh, and also just being able to uh, offer a thing. You know, th- I know some people leave their businesses to, jo- to start their business because maybe they had a bad experience or maybe not a greater relationship with their boss. I was very fortunate to have uh, the opposite where I had an amazing boss before that just poured into me and mentored me. Uh, for for a dozen years and um it was really hard to leave uh, but she i had her support in doing so and because i've had that experience all i want to do is do the same for my employees learn how to mentor them and pour into them and help them grow to be um what they want to what they want to be whether that's a virtual assistant for me for a couple years or something else who knows i just want to be there to support them
0: What leadership style do you currently use with your employees? Do you have a strat, like your own leadership style? Are you the person to send out, you know, 50 emails a day, make sure everything is done right? (laughs) Or are you a person that have faith in them and have trained them and guided them at first and just kind of let them free and show their own work?
1: Well, my, my VAs are all work remotely. So, you know, it's really hard to micromanage somebody that's not actually in a physical office with you, and that's not my style anyway. Um, If anything, I've actually had to learn how to um, communicate more with my team because I do have the utmost trust in them doing what they need to do, Um, but I've also realized that with my employees, you know, they're kind of hanging out there, um, you know, maybe feeling a little isolated at home and uh, it can be a little lonely to work remotely, so trying to find ways to keep them connected and feel like that they're a part of, you know, the brand virtual Kathy and the that they are a part of the success of other businesses that they're supporting and uh, being able to kind of have that water cooler talk virtually, you know, whether it's through Slack or we have a Zoom call each week we go out, um, if they're local, we go out and get some margaritas and, uh, <laughs> you know, just finding Team bonding
0: time. Keep... <laughs> Absolutely. Nothing wrong with that. That's
1: exactly right. So it's just finding ways to, to keep connected with them because I, um, because I have some trust. Sometimes I am a little, you know, I get a little wrapped up in what I'm doing on the back end of the business, right. While they're kind of doing the front end of stuff of the business. So, I'd say I'm pretty, I'm pretty relaxed boss. I'm not usually, like, that's on good, them. Because
0: you definitely don't want your boss to, like, blow up your phone, for example. That would be something that would, I feel like that would be something that people would not really stay longer, to, because, like, we know people stay because of people, and they leave yeah. because of people, so.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right, Yep. Yeah.
0: Okay, you guys, so I wanted to stop the interview just for a slight second and actually tell you guys about something that I am very passionate about, which is helping my community. That's why I go to smile.amazon.com for every purchase that I make on Amazon. No, this is not a sponsored ad or anything like that, but what I'm trying to say, you guys, is that if you go to smile.amazon.com instead of just amazon.com or using your app, you can choose your favorite nonprofit. What I would like you guys to choose is Mercy Support Services, is this amazing nonprofit organization here in Jacksonville, Florida, you guys, that help people that are struggling financially. They don't just give out handouts, but they actually have a program for people in need. They have helped over 72,000 people, you guys, so far, which is bananas. They have helped lives. They have families and what they do is that they would help families with paying their rent or helping them to shelter them in a safe and sound property until they find a job which they will help you with classes learning about budgeting that will help you with classes to learn build skills and they will connect with local businesses to find this individual jobs you guys so they don't just Put a band on a temporary situation. They try to change the solid foundations of people in need. So if you guys go to smile.amazon.com for... Favorite organization, choose Mercy Support Services, which is either Jacksonville, Florida or Orange Park, Florida. You can find it in both of those. Go ahead and click there, you guys. And what Amazon does is that it gives a percentage of the sales to the nonprofit organization. It wouldn't cost you any penny more or any penny less. It'll cost the exact the same thing. Just Amazon gives a percentage of that sales to Mercy Support Services. And back to the show what would you say were some, some things or some stuff that you might've been able to do in your life now that you have your own business compared to when you were an employee?
1: You know, the first thing that comes to mind would be um, when I stepped out to, to start my business until now um, my son, he's 14. He tells me often how proud he is of me uh, that I started my own business because he knew that it was a big deal. He knew that you know it, it takes a lot of guts to start a business, you know not you're not necessarily uh, by any means I'm not you know I when I started, I wasn't making what my salary was before, and uh, there's a lot of chance and risk that that's involved. And so um, the ability to um, for my kids to see what hard work looks like and what it really takes behind the scenes to run a business. Um, the the business itself gives me a little bit of more flexibility in when I do certain things than others. So if, because uh, it's not necessarily a nine to five, right? So, I mean, it could be a good and bad thing. You know, it might mean that I'm working until 11 o'clock at night and my kids see that. But it also might mean that I, You know, I'm done at 10 a.m. and have the rest of the day to spend with them. So uh, that's probably the biggest thing is to uh, the example that I set for my kids. Um, It's allowed me to travel and still be able to work anywhere that I go. And so that's that's been fun as well.
0: And I feel like that's why people do it, for that freedom.
1: Yes. You know, they also say you get to choose, you know, the 16 hours a day. (laughs) the the 16 hours that you're working a day it's true like it it's especially in startup mode you're working a lot you know the the flexibility really is you'll get there someday right
0: eventually but yeah if you put in the hard work if you put in the practice work, absolutely you'll get there but I feel like a lot of people quit before they even break that wall to to you know yeah make themselves public to the audience
1: yes yeah
0: and, I, feel, and I, I personally feel like I'm at that stage right now, even with a podcast, because my goal is to build a brand behind Romina. So whenever I want to build my own business or I want to do my own thing, um, it's Romina. Somebody wants to know about Romina? There you go. Listen to the podcast. Listen to the material. But right, like it is hard to break that wall, especially in a competitive market. Yeah. I'm not, so it's, it's not easy, I would say. But if you have faith, it's absolutely worth it.
1: Yes, did you? It, it really is. Yep. And, and the hard work that you put behind it, it's just, it's a, it's a time game. It's, uh, I was, um, I'm kind of preparing this presentation for a women's conference and, um, it's all about sowing the seeds for your business and then being patient to reap the harvest later on. What is that harvest going to look like? And I think a lot of times people will sow the seeds but because the harvest hasn't come yet they give up before they see the fruits of their efforts um and that's that's hard like you put so much time and effort into it you have to see it out you have to keep pushing through
0: so from what i can tell i don't know you personally that much but from what i can tell i can tell that you're a very calm and patient person but very (laughs) stubborn on your goals
1: well you know it's it's um i feel i'm i'm very happy with everything that i do um we really do uh, my the the personal me like i just want to support people you know what, what does that look like so i'm able to support people with this this business whether it's my employees or the businesses and so i i wake up feeling like it's worth pushing through, right? For everybody.
0: So let's do a little bit of a timeline. We have Kathy Young. We have Kathy as a teen mom. Mm -hmm. We have Kathy finishing her school, working for companies. And then we have Kathy wanting to breach out and start her own business. And a year and a half later, we have her having her own freedom and her son telling her she's proud of her. Like, I would say you are an ex- a great example of being a team mom. It doesn't define you that you're going to have a hard life. You might, right. but I feel like if, you're, if you keep going and if you have a clear vision, I feel like you, you are a very great
1: example of it. Thank you. I, you know, with kids, you're right. It, it doesn't mean you're going to have a hard life. It just means that you have something to work hard for.
0: And I don't have kids on myself, but I do have my best friend that have two daughters and she works nonstop. She goes to school nonstop. Thankfully, her family can help her out. But I feel like you just got a bigger push to a bigger why.
1: Yes, my why is a little, yeah, my why is big.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So if I was to ask your kids right now to like, tell me about your mom, describe me your mom. Like, what did you (laughs) love for them to say about you?
1: What would I want them to say about me? Uh, let's see. What here. Would, like
0: major day and feel like the best <laughs> mom in the world. What would you like them or how or and or how even they would describe you?
1: I would want them to describe me as successful, and that doesn't necessarily mean business wise or um, revenue wise or anything like that, but um, successful because. Uh, because I'm doing what I love, and um, I have the freedom if I wanted it, and I I have the opportunity to work hard and to, and to grow this into even bigger, so, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they probably say I'm weird, though. <laughs> hey, it's never
0: weird, a special edition. <laughs> I say it's not weird, a special edition. Um, Kathy, if you were to be with your loved ones and be on on an event and you're just getting an award that you really wanted in your life and you're on the stage getting the award and your whole family is there, your loved ones, the people that you care most about in this world, what award would you be receiving?
1: Oh. Oh my goodness maybe in my own local community, maybe like a um, an entrepreneur of the year award. You know, it, it really defines my life right now. And my kids would know how hard I've worked at it. I don't I, know. I, I probably wouldn't win the mom of the year award. I don't like to cook. So, um, probably wouldn't, uh, qualify for that one. (laughs) Thinking something realistic.
0: All the moms out there, they're probably like, oh yeah, me neither. (laughs) Oh yeah. And you did mention something that you, uh, you're giving a presentation on a women's conference.
1: Um, I am starting to do more of them. And so I'm, I'm thrilled about that. I really do love to speak. Um, I'm I'm not one of those, like jumping around on the stage, obviously it does not look like I do a lot of jumping. Um, But I really like to provide any, you know, heartfelt messages to women entrepreneurs, as well as teen moms and um, find ways to encourage people uh, because that's, So what we should all do is try and encourage and uplift everybody that we come across, right?
0: That's very true, though, because if you take the business side out of it, at the end of the day, we are all humans. And at the end of the day, we definitely want to relate with somebody, help to somebody. And you don't really know how much like of a human you are like you helped another person unconditionally. Yeah. Yeah. what what would you like to say to all the teen moms out there would love to be entrepreneur one day, but they're just having a little bit of rough time. What message what message would you like to give to all of them?
1: Um the message would be uh this time in your life as a teen mom is probably one of the hardest. Um, but it won't define you. It won't really matter in about 10 years. uh, Nobody's going to even think twice. So don't allow that mindset to carry with you throughout your years growing up um, because it can be debilitating and you're meant for more. And uh, never stop dreaming about what you want to do in your life because there's nothing stopping you.
0: I feel like the message can relate not only to teen moms wanting to be entrepreneur, but I feel like that message can relate to a lot of other people out there. Oh, good. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. What is, where should we see virtual Kathy in five years from now?
1: Ah, uh, five years from now, I am hoping that uh, the, Brand will spread across the country. I currently have um, businesses in 11 different states. So hopefully that brand visibility will be there. Um, My fun goal for myself is in five to 10 years to have enough virtual assistants across the country where I can have a KathyCon con, bring all of them in and have this big conference. That
0: would be (laughs) Um, amazing.
1: (laughs) You'll have to you'll have to be invited. (laughs) Yes,
0: absolutely. I want to be a part of that. (laughs) (laughs) So for businesses out there that want to reach out to you, they do need a virtual assistant, where can they find you at?
1: Uh my website, virtualcathy.com. Um I'm on various social media platforms. You can always send me a message via LinkedIn, um, Facebook, um, at your virtual Kathy. And uh, yeah, I'm out there.
0: Yay. Awesome. I'm going to go ahead and actually attach all your information too. So for the business owners out there that definitely need a little bit of admin work and maybe not hire somebody, you know, part-time, full-time and re-explain everything. Why not hire an expert where they can just manage everything virtually from wherever they might be at and on an expert timely matter. So I'm definitely going to attach the information there. And then absolutely. Before we do jump to the last question, who's your, who's your ideal client?
1: My ideal client uh, would be a business owner who, uh, like a solopreneur who doesn't have um, maybe any employees that is spending their evenings, you know, uh, updating QuickBooks or updating their CRM or making changes to a website or creating forms and templates um, and feeling like they're just kind of running at a snail's pace. It's really not running, it's like, you know, snailing. Uh, and they're feeling a little frustrated because they don't have the time to either devote to their family or growing their business. That is my ideal client, because we can help in whatever way, whether it's virtual assisting, whether it's just advice. I love to give advice. And so um, would love to connect with anybody that feels that way.
0: Did you hear did you guys hear that the audience for all my, my yeah. business owners out there? That's the ideal client. If you are one of them, then you know to definitely reach out Kathy at virtual. Kathy. And before we do jump uh to a lot of editing in this one, I swear. <laughs> and my very last question, as we all know, it's always what is your definition of success?
1: My definition of success would be uh, at the end of the day feeling happy it's not a dollar amount it's not um achieving something in your business but if you are happy and you're surrounded by you know friends and family that love you that would be my definition of success
0: perfect well thank you so so much kathy for joining us on rm podcast fl and hope for all of you, my listeners out there, if you want to hear great and educational episodes like this one, amazing interviews, make sure to tune in every Tuesday on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher's Radio, YouTube, Hot Bean, iHeartRadio, and um, I mentioned all of them. There are so many platforms. I think like, I forget <laughs> one out, but I mentioned all of them. Yeah, I did. And www.rmpodcastfl.com. Yes, you guys can make fun of me. It's okay. We have nine different platforms, so choose your favorite. If you're not listening, then you're losing. Well, with that being said, you guys have a great rest of the day.